Welcome to Lifestyle Listener, a weekly podcast helping you find a more balanced life. I'm Samantha, a certified integrative nutrition health coach, and along with my friend Jessica, we're going to take a more holistic approach to help break down the barriers you face when it comes to your own health and wellness. So join us as we tackle life, one conversation at a time. Hi, everybody. This is Samantha and Jessica. Hey, guys. You are listening to the Lifestyle Listener Podcast. And thank you so much for coming and joining us today. Um, And if you remember, you know, if you like what you're listening to, um, please like us and subscribe. Hit that subscribe button because that helps us out. and we just appreciate it. So yeah, it helps spread the spread the good word. If you like what you're listening to and you believe in it and you think it can help somebody else, you know, absolutely please hit the subscribe button just to help us in the ratings that, you know, with the algorithms and everything, it helps get us higher up in that listing. So um, again, if you like the word and want to spread that message, that would be wonderful. So all right. Well. How are you today? Oh, pretty good. 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 Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful day it here. Is. It's like seventy, no humidity. I mean, it just you just doesn't get any better than this. I know. I dried my hair straight. So no, no humidity. <laughs> when that blow dryer comes out, <laughs> the flat iron. Oh, um, so Jessica and I have been toying around with different topics on what to do next, and we really keep coming back to this whole notion of spirituality. Um, when I was doing my, um, training for health coaching, um, one of the facets underneath our program was spirituality. Um, and it was one of those major tenets that taught, like we were taught to, um, really dive into with clients because, um, spirituality, no matter what faith, uh, you practice or not practice, um, everybody can benefit from some form of spirituality and spirituality can, can range from, from a lot of different things. So, um, just have an open mind as you listen to us today, when we talk about, um, a few different ideas in terms of this topic, um, and maybe it'll make you think about with your own spirituality and how important that is to you and what it means to your life. Absolutely. I mean, just to have a holistic approach to wellness, you know, even in our past podcast, we focus a lot on food and we focus a lot on physical activity. But, you know, with, you know, your teachings and and your education, each one of the facets has to have just as big a part overall, maybe not within every single day, but holistically overall, you do need to um, focus on a spiritual path, whatever that may be, uh, to be able to have a a healthier, well-rounded being. Right. I I totally agree with that. So, um, so yeah. Um, and, and I was just saying to Jessica that, you know, some of the, the major tenets that I hear, um, when it comes to spirituality is, is, you know, people trying to find a purpose, um, people learning how to embrace life. Um, this whole idea of having synchronicity in your life, um, or balance. Mm -hmm. And then even, you know, how the universe and faith work together. Um, because, you know, it, everybody's, you know, you've heard people talk about like the energy, like your energy that you put off and things like that. And and I do feel like there, that we 
have an energy. We are Absolutely. human bodies. We are, you know, where some people can have a more negative reaction or positive. I mean, it. We're made of atoms and we're all energy, neither yeah. created nor destroyed. And, you know, we are energy. And I, so there is, there is truth to all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you can walk into a room and feel the energy is low or the energy is high. Right. There's absolutely no doubt to that. Yeah. You know? uh-huh. Yeah. Like going and being in a room and you can tell, like, I've had this where I've just been around somebody. I'm like, man, they just, they just put off such a negative vibe. I think I am just not going to engage too much with that individual. Um, And, and so I, you know, I feel like there's, there's that whole tenet of spirituality that deals with those things. And then of course there's like a faith-based idea of spirituality, Um, you know, from Christianity to Buddhism, um, you know, to Islam. I mean, it's, there's a lot of different religions in the world. Um, and, you know, I, I find them all fascinating to learn about mm-hmm. um, because that's that's a very generational thing with families, especially. Yeah. yeah. When when have you thought of a time that that you were living your life and maybe it was just even like five minutes, but you felt a spiritual presence and I'm not talking about a God or something. I'm talking about a, a spiritual presence within you that you felt like you were living spiritually in that moment. Have you, yeah. have you ever thought about that? Or yeah. Have you, have I've had two instances that? in my life where I can pinpoint when, as I would say, cause I'm, you know, I, I'm a Christian. Um, and so, you know, as like God speaking to mm-hmm. me, um, at whether I, and, and both of the moments were usually when I was probably at a very low point and just, you know, trying to talk with God and pray to God saying, you know, that, you know, please help me in, in this capacity or that capacity and, and feeling this sense of, of pure calmness come over you. And I'm, I, it is the, it was a very strange experience. I can remember the first time it happened to me, I was um, 13 and I was just, you know, when you're a teenager, you're lost. And so um, I just remember having that just awesome calmness just fall over me all of a sudden. Like it, and, and, and then this angst that I had and this anxiety that I had just suddenly just disappeared. And I knew how I needed to proceed with the problem at hand and that everything was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, but I just did. Mm-hmm. And it was. Um, and then I had a time like that later on in, in life, um, grappling with another issue and had that same experience that I, so I, I do believe for me that, you know, God is listening to my prayers. And even though I don't have that experience every single time, I, I know that, you know, when I can actually let go and release the control that I'm having, trying to have over my own self, then that's when it can happen. Yeah. Um, and I d- wasn't brought up in an overly religious household. I mean, you know, we were, I was raised as a Baptist and then we, my, my father, we, you know, we kind of got out of the habit of doing the church thing cause he was a physician and working every weekend, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, I just, you know, I didn't grow up learning Bible stories and knowing scripture passages and having that really tight knit relationship with God per se. I've had to kind of find that on my own. 
And I think because I've done that outside of someone trying to mold me into that, that I value my spirituality more because I hold it as my own. Well, yeah, you found it. You found it in your own way on your mm-hmm. own ter- on your own terms, right? Being, versus you know an infant and just growing up within it, right? You know? Right. But yeah, I have. I have. I'm like you. I didn't really grow up in a very religious household, and still to this day, we. We go to church, um, and I love you and I actually. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you always or always go, but yeah, um, to the same one or if you have a couple. But uh, we go, we we go to the same church a lot, and I love that church. I, I think it's too. a it's a great church that that has um, talks about a lot of the things that are going on in our daily lives. Like you know, we had a podcast talking about how you know technology, and they were talking about technology and how mm-hmm. that affects the family at church. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're very big on feeding uh, people in our community and all of that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I really like it. Um, when it comes to spirituality for me, I've, I have never, at least at this point in my life, not equated spirituality and religion together. I've never put them together for me. Yeah. And I know that for the majority of people that are Christians or follow some faith, that that spirituality and religion are together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the things that you're talking about, which is this calmness and this connectedness and this feeling that it's all going to be okay and mm-hmm. it's all going to work out mm-hmm. um, are things that I relate to as well with spirituality. Mm-hmm. And I can remember a past where uh, probably like 15 years ago, uh, and, and this is very different from your <laughs> experience, <laughs> but it was, it was a very interesting thing because I was going to um, – my husband and I were dating at the time, but we were going to a party and it was a party that was out at a lake and they had, um, beach volleyball and it was just fun. Mm-hmm. And, and, but I didn't know any of these mm-hmm. people. Right. But I remember starting my day and for some odd reason, just being like extremely calm and serene and, and, and not, not thinking about really anything right you know just having just just feeling the day I mean it was just so strange because I would even think gosh I'm I'm acting kind of weird gosh this is why is this but I I could not um I couldn't change that you know it just is what it is and um anyway so I went to this party and I spent the whole day there and and life just really unfolded and I talked to people and there were no uh there were no forced conversations mm-hmm. um and and I just really just enjoyed the beauty of the place and I just enjoyed the being yeah the being of of you know just at the location, looking at the lake and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so anyway, afterwards, our, my, um, my husband said that, that the people that were hosting the party were like, yeah, everybody loved your girlfriend. <laughs> and they were like, she was just so awesome. And they just couldn't stop talking about she was her. So zen. And so great, you know, but 
it was like one of those things. And I was just floored by that because I was like, I was so not my typical self, which right. is like on point and drinking and laughing and being a part of the conversation. And, you know, right. I was just like literally kind of there. Yeah. And yet people were drawn to that. And for me, spirituality, you know, in my daily practice is always, I keep coming back to that. That felt so, so holistic to me. That felt so spiritual to me to just be in a moment and recognize my connectedness, my connectedness to the earth, my connectedness to other individuals, you know, just, just this awe-inspiring connection Mm -hmm. and the perfection of that moment. Yeah. To me, that, that's like a spirituality that I, I really seek out, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and try to try to incorporate in my daily life. And, you know, I think when, um, we were learning, um, when I was learning in my, coursework about this whole notion of how to talk with clients about this, this idea of spirituality. That is, that is a huge part of what they were emphasizing. Like they're not, you know, not saying like, Oh, as a health coach, you need to encourage them to have a religion. Well, they, they probably already have something like that in their lives. But what we do is to help them find that connectedness that they don't may not have because Again, it's just another form of balance, exactly. of, of lifestyle balance, of mental balance. And, um, and you know, when, when people can, can do that, it, they like the spiritual awakening. I mean, it is a huge aha moment for them. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, like I said, I'm not ter- I'm not terribly religious, um, but you know, I do think that this opening for somebody to have a experience with God has to result in, in the quieting of the mind yeah. and the stopping and the listening. Right. You know, and that's when the spiritual experience can take place. You know, if you are talking over God all the time and mm-hmm. trying to direct it all yeah. the time, then you're not going to be able to have that spiritual experience. No, you know? it is a form of surrender. Yes, absolutely. And I think that that's kind of you know, at this party, although it's like maybe a laughable um, example, but Mm -hmm. at this party, it was just a surrender to the day, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. just a surrender to the being and the moment. And it's crazy that I had that experience at something like that. Yeah. But um, I have talked to all my therapists about that. And I shouldn't say all that, like I've had lots, (laughs) but I have talked to my therapist about that. And um, and I'm always like wanting to get back there yeah. because it was such a, it was such a, a, a special moment for me to live literally in the present without thinking about anything. I mean, just nothing was on my mind and yeah. that was amazing. And I think a lot of times with that, it's, you know, you were probably going in with this, you know, just a mindset of, I'm just going to enjoy my day. I'm, there are no expectations. Um, and just really, you know, that open-mindedness probably helped you achieve that level. And, and I don't know, like if I, I think with in general, just watching the way that our 
society or our friends or how, however you want to look at it, how they move is everybody is always jumping to the next task at hand, Absolutely. thinking about the next task at hand. Um, and I, and it's kind of like, you know, when, I, when we go on vacation, I'm always so excited to just relax mm -hmm. to not have, I mean, I like to, if we're going somewhere where there's, you know, touristy things to do, then I I'll have some time for that where I'd be like, okay, I really want this, this, but I want to have room service and breakfast in bed. I don't want to have to get up at a particular time. <laughs> like I don't want to be on a hardcore set schedule because that's how my entire life is all day, every day. Yeah. And for me to like get back to myself, like to have that connectedness and to calm my mind, those things have to go into play. Yeah. And so I, I feel like that is also this part of spirituality, like you were saying, like you're really calming your mind. Yeah. I mean, I felt, I felt like I was really out of control. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't have controlled the experience if I wanted to, even going into it. Like you said, I had maybe this expectation of just enjoying the day. I didn't have any expectation. And I think that that's what set me up for having such a good time is that I didn't have an expectation of I'm going to have fun. I didn't have an expectation of, um, you know, this is, this is, I'm going to meet people or anything. It just, mm -hmm. it just flowed. And mm -hmm. I felt it felt out of body. It felt like I was not guiding the ship. It just felt uh, very, very serene. And, mm -hmm. um, and I think that when we, in our daily lives, there are so many expectations that we place upon it. Right. And then not only are we placing these expectations for how it will go, mm -hmm. it's almost like you wake up and you've got this expectation of the next 24 hours, but you're not even living those 24 hours. You're, you're, you've jumped ahead to the 48. Right. And your, your expectation is, okay, I planned out the 24. This is how it's going to go. Okay. I got that out of the way. Let yeah. me think about tomorrow <laughs> while I'm doing the 24 I'm in. Right. You know? Right. And so you're robbing yourself constantly of a present moment. So to be able to find any spirituality in that, I think is, is unattainable. Mm -hmm. The only way that you can really feel spirituality and, and wholeness and connectedness with the universe, with the uh, universe is, is to actually be in the moment. Right. You know? Yeah. And I, I do, I agree with that completely. Cause I, that is, again, it goes back to that whole mind, body balance, um, learning how to, you know, calm yourselves and, and, you know, with working with clients on learning that technique is, you know, meditation's always been good for that, um, you know, breathing exercises. And I think that's why that's always encouraged in a holistic health program mm -hmm. um, is because it, it does make you slow down mm -hmm. because that's, you know, breathing is such a, I mean, we don't even think about breathing. It mm -hmm. just happens, right. you know, but when you are intentionally breathing, mm -hmm. taking the deep breaths and really getting that oxygen, because it changes your body composition. When you get a good dose of oxygen yeah. in you, your blood is full. Like that's your body needs that. Right. And we don't typically breathe that way. Right. Shallow breaths. And so your body is not getting that. And then, you know, a lot of times that can bring on this sense of calmness and, and stability because, you know, your body is like going back to its neutral point. Right. 
Right. Yeah. And I, you know, yoga is a, you know, people say, oh, I should start meditating. And then they say, well, I tried meditating for like 45 seconds and I couldn't quit and keep from thinking about things. And so (laughs) meditating's not for me. Uh It's too freaking hard. It can be difficult. I always tell people start small. Yeah. Even if it's just 10 seconds of not thinking of anything, it's it's still something. And, and And I think that I mean, I'm not, I'm not an expert here, so I'm not trying to, uh, pretend to be one, No, but I do think that setting people up for failure is to tell them that they're not going to have, that they shouldn't have thoughts. Right. I think that you're going, you're going to be thinking about something. So, you know, yoga, for instance, is like you talk about is a great way is a, is a great gateway into meditation and the gateway is that you're focusing on your breath and you're and so you're not not thinking about right, anything right you're it's focused, hard to not yeah think. you're focusing on one thing you're focusing mm-hmm. about the inness you know breathing in and breathing out and keeping that focus and your mind will wander but it comes back to breathing in and breathing out and after after a yoga practice you typically do feel slower and, and not, your mind is not as Mm -hmm. full. And, you know, I'll tell you that there are, one of the things that I love is the, the end of it. What's that called? Oh yeah. The, um, Shavasana or the, um, just relaxation pose. Yeah. Yeah. You lay down. Yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite pose. Yeah. I I love that too. Sometimes (laughs) I fall asleep. Yeah. Well, but I'll be there and there's this, feeling of like you're breathing in and you're breathing out and like there's this little pause between the in and the out that after I've had a good yoga experience that I I don't even I kind of swim in that like not that nothingness I'm not right. I'm not breathing in I'm not breathing out I'm just enjoying the nothingness of that and it's just it's like warm and fuzzy and mm-hmm. wonderful and again it's not that I'm not thinking mm-hmm. but I am thinking about what is happening right this moment. And I am enjoying Mm -hmm. what is happening right this moment. Mm -hmm. The thinking is, oh, you know, did I brush my teeth this morning? I'm not sure if I brushed (laughs) this teeth this morning. Do I have any gum? Can I go home real quick? Do I need to buy a toothbrush? You know, (laughs) did it, did so-and-so get their homework done? You know, what are we going to do tomorrow? Crap. I've got, you know, I got soccer pickup tomorrow and I'm supposed to bring the snacks. And so like, that's (laughs) the thinking that you're trying to quiet. Right. But to have this idea that you're just never going to think, you know, when you meditate, I just think that that is setting people up for failure. Well, and that's that's the misconception that people going in and and what I tell, you know, when when I recommend uh, meditation apps to people, because the one that I use, the lady, it's a guided meditation. But she's saying you're going to have thoughts come in and out. Just let them go out as they come in and come out. Just don't, you know, don't sit there and, and stop it and be like, Oh yeah, that's right. You need to, you know, just like, Oh, I need to get snacks tomorrow. Okay. Right. Breathe in, breathe out, you know? And so, because you're, you know, that some people who are like dedicated meditation gurus are good with, you know, they can, they can sit there for, for an hour and, and not have anything float through their mind, but they're seasoned. Like for me, that's not going to happen. And when I do my meditation, it's usually when I've just got five minutes and I am, I've already been, you know, I'm, I'm hardwired and I am tense and I am like, okay, I need to like calm myself down 
because, you know, my head's starting to hurt. Like I can feel the tension rise. My neck's tight. Mm-hmm. And, and even though I know there's stuff that's going on in my head, but it's me sitting down, being very quiet and just still and breathing and being like, okay, yep. I know that's going to come next. Okay. I've got to go do pickup or I've got to do, you know, but I'm not like, you know, uptight right. and like, you know, clenched hands over it. Um, right. And so I feel like maybe that is a good way for people to start with this whole idea of meditation when they're trying to have that, you know, connect connection to themselves. Right, right. Because I think that that leads to at least you have everybody. We were just talking about this before the podcast is that just like physical fitness or or um, nutrition or, uh, you know, relationships, you know, we're not going to sit here and tell you this is the way to do it. You know, Mm -hmm. that these are the foods you should eat. These are the physical activities you should do or any of that kind of stuff. So it's the same thing with spirituality. Like you have to carve that out and figure out what that means to you. And is that a yoga practice? Is that reading the Bible more? You know, like what does that mean to you? And it should have just as important of a place in your life as, you know, being fed through food, being fed through physical activity, Mm -hmm. being fed through your, personal relationships. And so, you know, it, I I think that spirituality in general is a calming of the mind and being present in the moment. And that helps you connect to whatever spiritual practice Mm -hmm. that you're going to enjoy. And however that may get you there. And a lot of people do yoga. A lot of people do meditation. You know, I was just sitting outside of Samantha's house here before I came in and I was looking at the trees or I was looking at your bushes and you have, I don't know if they're butterfly bushes, but they have butterflies all over them. Oh, wow. And I was just like looking at that and, and enjoying that. And, and I, you know, was amazed by the sun on the bushes and the way that it was, you know, the leaves were rustling and capturing the light and the, the, the butterflies and all this kind of stuff. And my mind went somewhere else for a bit, but I brought it back just to experience that moment, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, because that moment for me personally can be a spiritual moment as well. Oh, because yeah. you're, you're enjoying, you know, the creation of this earth mm-hmm. and you're feeling connected to that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I've never had a spiritual moment that did not involve connection of some sort right? to either the earth, to other people, to mm-hmm. a creator or whatever. It, it's, it's such at a, just an organic natural level. I think about some sort of connection in that moment. Yeah. Well, and it is about connectivity Yeah, and, you know, and, and, um, usually involving, your yourself with something else at that moment. Yes. Whether it's nature or whether it's, you know, a, a particular religion, like a lot of people journal and do Bible in the morning. Um, I have a lot of friends that do that. They call it their quiet time um, because, you know, they're not being disturbed. They're actually focusing on what they're reading and what they're doing. And, and after they finish it, then they, like they said that that is just their ability then they can face the day yeah, and that's sure. what helps them. And, and I think some people do a morning yoga routine. Some people go for a walk, like you were talking about walking in our last podcast. Um, you know, I mean, and for me, I, I find it in different sources. Um, but the, the point is like you were saying, it's a connection to myself mm-hmm. and whatever I'm doing at the moment that is calming my mind. 
and kicking up my endorphins and my feel good um, emotions. So that way I have some sense of peace and calmness that comes from that and helps me move forward with whatever the next task is at hand. So I feel like with the spirituality, that is, is kind of, you know, that is the goal anyway, when it, when working with people or, or with talking with people about it is, is helping them experience that if they don't already experience it, or maybe helping them recognize, Hey, that's, that's spirituality. You know, like, well, that's not, that's not spirituality. Cause I'm supposed to be like praying something or saying that like, and that's, you know, like we were talking before, like there are no rules or regulations when it comes to spirituality, because we are all bio individuals and we all have a, a different sense of self and purpose and, and whatnot. So I feel like it's just finding what works for you that can get you to that moment. Like you were saying today, you know, whatever it works for you to get you there um, is, is finding your own pathway to a spiritual spirituality, I guess. Yeah. And, and I think that for me um, that, I rob myself of a lot of those opportunities Mm -hmm. because I'm allowing my mind to run away with itself. Mm -hmm. And I'm allowing myself to think again in the future or in the past, but never just experiencing the being and the wholeness of this moment and, and really the perfection in Mm -hmm. this moment. Mm -hmm. Um, My life is, you know, whenever I think about like on a moment to moment basis, there's very little pain. Yeah. You know, there's very little anything wrong with it, but the stress and the anxiety comes constantly from thinking about all of the other stuff that I can't control in this moment. Yeah. And so I'm robbing myself, Mm -hmm. you know, robbing myself of that connection and robbing myself of that peacefulness, um, that I could be experiencing 99.9% of the time. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I feel like they're like when people talk about stress, um, I feel like that, that is such a way that people could probably lessen their stress. I, cause I feel like with, you know, with the way that our world works and like, I, I think about even, you know, people in my own family, like when it comes to managing stress, finding moments like that, where they just simply stop and, Mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, let their mind stop spinning and, and just, you know, take some deep breaths and and maybe find a moment, maybe go outside. Like you say, like nature is such a great way to have a spiritual connection because it, it's an amazing creation that we live in. I mean, the fact that, you know, when you're in this universe and our planet does what it's supposed to do. And, and, um, and so I, you know, just thinking about that, um, and some people aren't like that. Maybe, maybe it's just something simpler, like, um, maybe just putting on like, I, I feel like my husband's way of tuning out the world is like putting talk radio on because mm-hmm. that's, that's what he listens to. Because I think he can shut his mind off from what's on the radio to what he's thinking about. And maybe he just doesn't have anything on in the car. And that's where, you know, his phone's not ringing and and people aren't talking to him. And and maybe he does have a few moments of, of peacefulness to where, you know, his mind can calm down. Um, but I, I feel like if if doctors were recommending something like this. And maybe that's like why, you know, with health coaching, it's such a great benefit with just overall well-being because, you know, that's what 
what we bring into the realm, you know, a doctor's not going to say, all right, you need to go practice your spirituality now, lessen your stress. I mean, they don't have the time to focus on that, you know, but, but I do think it would really help stress levels and you would see cortisol levels go down and, and, you know, help with, you know, people who have high blood pressure and, and those kind of illnesses and physical ailments that come from stress, the way that the stress can do such damage to our bodies. And I don't even think people realize how much it can damage it, you know, for sure, because it's, it's your mind is so powerful. Yeah. It's making you sick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's making, you're making yourself sick with it. And so this finding this connectivity to the self and, and having, you know, that moment with spiritual awakening or spirituality or calmness, whatever you want to call it, um, I feel like would be such a, a huge benefit to a health program or, you know, an evaluation yeah. screening or whatever it is. Oh, for sure. I agree. You know, I, I, I think doctors, I feel like a lot of people put way too much pressure on doctors that they're supposed to right. solve your mental, physical, emotional, uh, you know, needs in every single way. Like mm-hmm. you're going in to do, you know, to, to, to get, uh, some blood work done, you know? Right. It's like, like they're just they're, giving an order for blood work. Um, and yeah, yeah. they're not. And yes, they went to school and they know a whole lot. Like my sister is an ophthalmologist. And every time I ask her a question, she's like, here to hear Jessica, here to hear. <laughs> and she's got her little hand and she's yeah. got her, her fingers from her eyebrow down to the lower lid of her eye. <laughs> so I'm like, what do you think is going on with my, you know, middle finger, you know, she, that's a bad one. I was going on with my thumb and she's like, here to here, Jessica, here to here. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And, and yeah, I mean, she, she did get a general medical degree mm-hmm. on top of that. She got, you know, the issue became an ophthalmologist, but I mean, she's been practicing for, you know, a long, over right. half her lifetime. Right. So she doesn't remember no. all of those little things, but because anyway. they're specialists oh, in that, sure. and they get training in that. You know, my father was a radiologist, but he did general medicine before, and, and was a practitioner. But you know, once he, it went, you know, it was all about the radiology. And I think that's why he liked radiology so much, is because it, it still kind of had, you know, it delving more inside the body. But at the same time, I mean, you know, he knew that if there was an eyeball issue, or if there was a uh, an issue going on with the brain, or whatever that there were other people more qualified who were specialized in that. And then, and I think, you know, in the medical community, you see doctors sending patients back and forth because that's, there is a, there is a demarcation on, on what their knowledge basis is. Not that they're any less smarter. That's just, they have zoned in on something and that's what they're supposed to do. And they would be doing a disservice to that patient. Should they be trying to solve all those problems? But I think, like you said, there's nutritionists and, you know, other people out there that are more qualified than the doctor in certain areas, you know, and, and to know who you need to truly go talk to about, about certain things, instead of thinking, Oh, MD, they, you know, and it's my body, therefore they should be able to know everything. And I think it puts a lot of stress on some doctors that they're supposed to have this answer. And Mm -hmm. they're like, I don't have that answer. That's not, that's not my realm. But anyway, um, but yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. And I, I think what a lot of people think is, you know, with the medical community that, you know, my physician, my general practitioner should not only prescribe me medicine for my cold, but also help me understand why 
I can't walk outside of my house without having a panic right, attack. Right. And that's not fair yeah. to them. That is a whole nother issue and a whole nother area that would have to be addressed. Yeah. And so I think, you know, it's, it's teaching people how to be connected and knowing their body and knowing their mind and, and really, you know, delving into that. Um, and you know, some people that, that is an easy thing to come by and some people, they may never understand that. Um, and so, you know, it just, yeah. And so like, you know, looking to an MD for your spirit, for spiritual advice or guidance is, you know, uh, I think barking up the wrong tree, so right. to speak. Yeah, I, they can I give totally you maybe agree. some ideas of what they do, but they I, can't, they can't really give guide you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I was thinking about in America, uh, especially, and it's all, it's the only place I've lived. So I can't comment on other, um, in other cultures, but you know, it's all about like a everybody can achieve the American dream and it's achievement focused and driven. And so, you know, when I think about our culture in general, it is not about living in the present moment. And, you know, whenever we are going to elementary school or high school or college or getting advanced degrees, Mm -hmm. it was always about, you know, the next step. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether it was about, um, getting married, you know, fi- finding a spouse and getting married and then having kids and having a house. It was always about the next step. Mm-hmm. And so to try to take this concept of needing to live in the present moment, which I think goes against just almost the core values of the American way, yeah, is really hard to um, it, it is to allow, it's really hard to allow yourself the space for that. Yeah. Do you know who I, and this, I just listening to you, it, what popped into my head, um, because I, uh, today, this morning and what I, I my volunteer, what I was doing at a course is we were talking about like in the, in jobs or when you're trying to go for a job, you know, the different, what are differences in age groups, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, millennials versus, you know, baby boomers and et cetera. Um, and it made me think because in the workforce, I feel like the, the millennial generation, if you're a millennial listening to this, then, you know, you might understand it. Um, I, I feel like the millennials, if anybody were to get that concept of, you know, not necessarily going to the next step, but maybe living more in the moment, mm-hmm. it would be a millennial. Absolutely. And I don't know what happened for that generation to get, to get it like that. Um, because our generation didn't, I mean, we grew up, you know, I remember my mom and dad, well, okay, well, you're going to go to college and a da, 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 and then you have a job. And, and, you yeah. know, there were the steps after there was always a next step. There was never just, let's just see how, let's just like, not like put pause on that yeah. and maybe just live a little bit. And so you figure out what it is that maybe you want your next step to be. Yeah. But that was never really an option in the conversations that I had growing up. No, I mean, it was, it's definitely based on when, you know, the generation of, of the, of the people that raised us. Right. So there has been some research done about millennials and the fact that like in the, like the generation of the eighties was like, you know, uh, definitely wall street and work, work, work and all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And then there was also these generations of the company men and they worked at this company and they lived and died this company. Mm -hmm. And then the company let them go without like, just, they came in one day and they got a pink slip and that was that. And Mm -hmm. there was no loyalty and there was no nothing. There was nothing that 
they had dedicated their whole lives, had given up their whole, their family and everything by working these incessant hours. Mm -hmm. And there was nothing on the other end of that. There was no loyalty. And they have said that what millennials watched their, their mothers and fathers go through things like that Mm -hmm. and said, I'm not doing that. I am not loyal. That's why a millennial will have like up to eight jobs before they're like 30 years old. Right. You know, for most people back in the eighties and nineties, you had one job your whole life. You retired when you were, you know, you've been with the company for 30, 35 years at GE and that was that. And and, right. You know, and you had incentives for doing that too. And, um, but I don't think millennials put as much hype on those type of incentives like other generations did. And so I do feel like if any generation gets the whole spirituality sense of self, it would be the millennials. And then, and it will be interesting to see how the upcoming generations, you know, like our kids and stuff, how, how they interact in the workforce or in just daily life, you know? Um, I don't know. I, I, it'll be, well, I, I, you know, a lot of people are really down on the millennials, but let me tell you, the millennials really have led the way in so many employee perks um, mm-hmm. and so much of turning that ship around to where the employee was, again, loyal to the company, but the company did not have to provide as much loyalty to to the employer, you know, so vice versa. Right. So mm-hmm. there is so much more work-life balance. Yeah. Um, you know, even like this whole, like women and men equal pay, um, men getting paternity leave. Uh, there is so many benefits that I see that the millennials have brought to the mm-hmm. table just by being who they are. Right. You know, I don't feel like they went and marched on Washington. No. About it and they said, they- well, I'm in the millennial age group. So <laughs> here's here, here I go. But it was, just the way that they presented themselves to to jobs and um, to these employers and employers want to hang on to good candidates and in order to hang on to good candidates so they wouldn't switch eight times right by training someone and then they leave and training mm-hmm. someone they leave mm-hmm. they had to come up with good uh, human resource packages and work-life balances that would keep them there and um, and I, that has been a benefit to the baby boomers, to Gen Xers, to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like our generation, that Generation X, is almost like a, a lost generation because we're caught between the baby boomers and the millennials, you know, and that work hard yeah. kind of ethic and this, you know, this whole work-life balance. And we're kind of just in this no man's land. And I think maybe, maybe that's why we struggle on, on finding ourselves and what our purpose and that kind of thing is, because, you know, that we, I don't know. I mean, I don't know either. I don't know if there's, I've never done the research to find out who's, you know, if there's more, struggle, you know, struggling in, in one generation versus the next. I mean, as baby boomers get older, they have the feeling of being left behind or feeling cheated somewhat. You know, I've Mm -hmm. heard that a lot of, well, you know, the, you know, millennials get like 19 weeks of vacation just from the day one, you know, I I got like 19 hours until I had worked six years, you know, so, right. um, Or complaining like we're never, I'm never going to see the social security I've been paying in since I was like 18. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just that harboring of, of just resentment with that generation. And that itself is, is, is not 
very helpful for somebody's no, you know, health and no. well-being. And then, and, yeah. And then the Gen Xers and, and, and all of all of the baby boomers and everything having jobs that maybe weren't fulfilling. Right. You know, but you went out, you got the good degree and mm-hmm. all of this kind of stuff. So I don't know. You know, life is just hard. Right. First of all. And right. I think everybody's struggling in some way. Oh, for sure. Um, if you're not, then you're lying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I do think that that at this point, you know, millennials maybe do have the 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 uh, more capability of finding spirituality. So and, maybe and, we need to and slowness of life. Yeah, look towards the millennials for that. Maybe. Um, yeah. yeah. Maybe not be so hard on them. Yeah. Let me give them <laughs> give them a break a little bit. I yeah. mean, you know, just because they're younger than we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I and one final point I wanted to ask or question I asked because you know with us talking about this whole idea of spirituality and and again like conventional spirituality with you know Christianity and and that sort of thing is, is, you know, the, the kind of emphasis that maybe the, um, we place on, um, spiritual leaders, um, you know, leaders of the church or, um, religious organizations and then that sort of thing, whether that be a, you know, positive or negative, but, I feel like, you know, in my own personal experiences growing up, I never really had a strong, spiritual leader in my life. And then there was a point in my life when, when we did with with the old church that we went to, and then, you know, you get regime change and then, you know, circumstances and whatnot. And I feel like, you know, for a brief moment, I did have that person that was, you know, kind of got me a little bit more into my own faith as being a Christian. Um, and then, having somewhat the sense of the rug being pulled out from underneath me. And now I'm kind of refining that, that whole idea of, of what my faith is. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think, you know, the pressure that gets put on leaders, um, you know, do we, do you, what do you feel like, do you think we set them up for failure? I mean, they, they obviously, when they're signing on for something like that, they got to have an idea of, well, I need to, I I'm representing something. Um, Are you saying that the way that they live their lives and then it comes out in the news that they did something horrible and, and you feel like they, they had pulled the wool over your eyes kind of thing. Well, maybe, I mean, just maybe like more of like, where is the accountability in that? Does the accountability fall completely on them or does the accountability also fall back on the person like the, like with me or whoever else would be, you know, attend, like, you know, going to the church that we go to now, I feel like there's a really great connection with the message and just everyday life. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you can find leaders who are more theological in their delivery. And I never found a huge connection Sure, if it wasn't delivered in a capacity that I could put towards just everyday living. And yeah. I think that's the experience I had was I went from that and then went to from having that you know, being able to apply that to my life and and being like, man, I really enjoyed this. Then coming to a point where I'm like, okay, that is way over my head. And I cannot find that very relatable to making me not be like, you know, not really knowing which direction to go spiritual wise to now finding a different, finding it again, finding it again, you know, like, yeah. I mean, you have just like, as you're mentioning, you have the power 
of choice and you have the power of change. And there is nothing wrong with saying this, this fulfilled my life for 15 years. This fulfilled my life for five, for five years. This fulfilled my life for three minutes, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's not working anymore, whether that's because there was a change at that leadership, whether it's because it's a change within your own, within your own education Mm -hmm. and movement, Mm -hmm. but there is nothing wrong with changing your path. I mean, two roads diverged in yellow wood, you know, like you have to, the, you know, the roads are going to diverge constantly. Right. And you will choose a path. You choose more paths every day than you even recognize you're choosing. So I would say that, um, a spiritual leader, whether that's in religion or, or outside of that, a spiritual leader is only, it can only take you so far and is only, is only a, a mere possibility of a guide. Mm -hmm. There are so many other guides out there that, that when needed, you make the change to, to fulfill where, where your path has now gone. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Answering what you're saying. Well, I think I'm just, you know, trying to like, not like just, you know, maybe playing a devil's advocate on that or trying to think of other ways that, you know, and, and the people that, you know, that I see or in cat, cause we live kind of in this Bible belt area sure. of the country. And, you know, so religion is very prevalent to, in our town. Mm-hmm. Um, and people seem to really, you know, gravitate to specific churches or, or, you know, foundational beliefs. And I think for me, not ever really growing up in a specific foundational belief, I've, it's all, I've always struggled with trying to, you know, connect with that, with like a doctrine, I guess. A dogma. Yeah. Because to me, it, it means something so different. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't need to have these prerequisite rules and regulations for me to have a conversation with God. And I, I feel like God doesn't put me aside from somebody else who might have, who has done everything, like, you know, for a while we went through Lutheran church and they have like catechisms and all that kind of stuff. And I, some of that still is like mind boggling to me because I didn't grow up that way. Um, But I don't feel like that necessarily puts the person who did grow up that way on a higher standpoint than me when it comes to my faith and my spirituality. Well, you don't need to, you don't need to feed into any of that nonsense. So (laughs) what I would say is that, no matter where you stand on if there's a God or if it's all science and, you know, big bang and we, we live and then we're buried six feet below and that's it lights out wherever you stand (laughs) on that. The fact is, is that there is a huge amount of unknowing and magic in just the presence and being. Mm -hmm. And when I see religions sometimes that have these very strict rules and dogmas, yeah. I feel like they're trying to give you like, this is exactly how it is. And this is how you have to follow it in order to get X, Y, and Z, or in order to be a happy person or in order to be a, a Christian yeah. or in order to get to heaven. And I say to that, you don't have a clue. Right. 
You know, yeah. you don't have any more clue than the next person. It is such a magical, spiritual event to be a human being on this earth. Mm-hmm. And you don't know any more than me. Right. You've read some stuff and maybe you think the big guy's talking to you at night. That's fine. He Maybe he is. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's still a magical thing that you as an individual, get to figure out, Mm -hmm. you get to figure out what that means for you. And you get to figure out how to connect to that. Yeah. And nobody should take that away from you. And you can find a church that allows you that space to breathe and find it out and also provides maybe some of the guidance that you would like. Right. Because I I don't want to be reminded, you know, constantly of, you know, of the failures that I'm already doing just by being a human being. I think that that's, how helpful is that? I, that, that doesn't help That's not me. helpful. No, I really don't feel like that is like, I'm, and I, uh, you know, my parents always talk about being raised, you know, Southern Baptist, strict Southern Baptist and, and, and this, and the dogma that went along with that. And, and growing up, I was like, that sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it's not because I'm, I'm wanting to go do bad things and feel like I should be excused. Cause I wasn't, I was still, walking the line and letting, you know, trying to be a good person and, and, you know, and not do bad things, but it wasn't because I was trying to like fit into a specific dogma. It's because I was trying to just be a good human, right? you know? And I feel like sometimes when it comes to religion and, and spirituality, that gets really messy and tied up. And then people, don't know how to to really go about getting that self-connectedness because they've been raised in a situation where maybe they need more of this dogma. I don't know. I mean, I don't have all the answers to that. And again, no. I'm just talking off the cuff about it because as you know, this conversation progresses, how my mind works. I just know how I've changed even in the last probably four years of how I have changed spiritually um, because I have, you know, I, I, I'm just doing different things. It's not because I'm not a non-believer. It's just because I am trying to really focus on just having that one-on-one relationship. And I don't feel like there needs to be some third party telling me exactly how that needs to be done. Otherwise it's going to be wrong. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I so, think that I think that you are listening to there's your no spir- wrong way to pray. <laughs> there's no wrong way to pray. There's no wrong way to be spiritual. There's no wrong mm-hmm. diet. There's no wrong, right. you know, physical activity. Like, you know, as long as you are trying as long as you are working to be a healthy individual, mm-hmm. I don't feel you can do life very wrong because there's right. so many ways. And if you feel, and it sounds like you do very strongly that you have a one-on-one connection, mm-hmm. you know, with your spiritual leader, you mm-hmm. know, with, with your God, mm-hmm. then I don't know why you would, um, question that and allow doubt to come in that says a third party needs to be telling you what to do. I would trust that that connection is guiding you in the right way. Right. And the fear, yeah. The fear is from like, you know, like we've talked about with the cook, with mm-hmm. the with the food, like yeah. the paleo or the yeah. or the vegan too or the many, or the whatever. They're all saying stuff. Yeah, you. they're saying you're doing it wrong. Yeah. You are going to fail unless yeah. you do it this way. And yeah. so a third party coming in and telling you you're going to fail unless you do it my way. Mm-hmm. Um 
is not, I don't think personally, for, of benefit to you. Right. It's more of benefit to them. Yeah. And so I, I would agree. I would listen to your your soul, you know, and your spirit and your gut. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do. I just find it fascinating sometimes how how it's easy to get wrapped up in that mode of thinking of and how you have, you know, if, if, and how you have to really, you know, really think hard and, and long bef- when it comes to separating yourself from that line of reasoning. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. Guess. Because it's scary. Sense? Right. Because now we're, we're saying you are going to have to rely on yourself. Yeah. Like to, be accountable. You were telling you're, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, wait, I think I can do it on my own. Well, what if I can't? Yeah. You know, but you can, you can do it all on your own. Yeah. You know, I would really, I would really trust you're such a, you're a good person. Yeah. I, you I know, like you're I, a good person without even trying. You just are. <laughs> I mean, your nature is just good. So I don't feel like you need to you know, just go with what, what is inside. Yeah. And that's your spirituality. And that is, that is my spirituality, you know, and, and helping people find that I truly enjoy. Yes. Um, helping them find inner peace. Yes. Because absolutely. it took forever for me to find that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Spread the good word. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Amen. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Oh gosh. Well, um, I don't know. I felt like that was just a great lead into a whole another section of podcasts that will be coming up. Um, just as part of, part of this whole idea of my primary food learning that I've been sharing with Jessica. And, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I guess the, the main point is like when it comes to your spirituality is just really getting in that moment, connecting with yourself, finding that balance. Um, and, and like Jessica was just telling me, you know, there, there's no right or wrong way. There's no specific formula for that. So no. um, And, and that it doesn't have to be difficult. You mm -hmm. don't have to say, Oh, now I have to start taking a yoga course or now I have to start meditating. No, it doesn't have to be difficult. Yeah. You can literally drive down the street and look up and see the the trees at a stoplight mm-hmm. and or sunset and, yeah sunset and focus only on that tree and you mm-hmm. can be thinking about or that sunset and be thinking about the colors in the sunset mm-hmm. you can be thinking about where this where the sun is up in the sky you can think about um you know i don't know what else but just focusing on you know like the tree and the leaves and the colors of each leaf and how each leaf moves and the and the beauty the perfect beauty within that moment mm-hmm. and that brings in just in just for 30 seconds can bring in a spirituality and a spiritual mm-hmm. level of calmness because you haven't been thinking about the past or the pre- or the future you've been focusing on one thing in your present moment mm-hmm. and it had and it had no um goodness or badness or anything it just was yeah and know? that my friends is how you can help Get your mind healthy. Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Remember, hit that subscribe button if you like some of the topics that we've been covering in these podcasts. Um, Go back and check out some of our previous ones. There's some good ones in there. And uh, we're just so glad that you joined us today. Absolutely. All right. Take care, everybody. See ya.
If you like the concepts you heard in this podcast, you can find me at www.lifestylelistener.com or even catch me on social media. I'm on Instagram at lifestyle underscore listener, Facebook, and Twitter.